Welcome to the Reset Podcast with Kirk Elliott, PhD, where every week we integrate politics, economics, and legislation that will impact your investment portfolios and lives. In doing this, we can reset our expectations so we can invest with wisdom, discernment, and confidence. Sit back, listen, and learn as we go on the journey of navigating through the economic jungle together. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jacob with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott. We are on the other side of Monday. We st- we did a show Monday. Now we're bookending this week. Uh, we've seen a lot transpire. We talked about uh, in the beginning of the week, uh, Nigel Farage uh, getting kicked out of a bank. Now we're having uh, Chase Bank and uh, is starting to kick out Americans from the banks for political reasons. What do you see uh, big picture with this? Well, so this week, just yesterday, um, Joseph Merkla, you know, very famous natural naturopath type doctor, you know, with vitamin supplements and things like that. He got the boot from from J.P. Morgan Chase, but not only him, but the company accounts, his CFO, his CEO, their spouses and their kids. Wow. It's like it was just this onslaught. Right. It's like and and basically they they banished even the kids from ever opening up a JP Morgan Chase account ever. Well, here's the thing. They didn't give him a reason. No reason. Just mm-hmm. that we're, we're closing your account. Um, so, but they don't necessarily need a reason because they're a private bank. Right. But, but we, we know it is ideology based. We know it is because he's anti-vax because he's mm-hmm. promoting vitamin supplements and how to be healthy. Right. So, so because in when we talked about Nigel Farage on Monday, um, one of the reasons issued by his bank in the 40 page dossier was vaccinations. Right. So so they don't want and, and I'm thinking, why in the world would they care about this right now? Well, because when you look at some of the Bank for International Settlements and U.N. documents, um, the U.N. in particular, with when the. Basically, the secretary general um, said an emergency platform is being put in place in the event of a future complex global shock. One of those was a future pandemic risk, right? So the fall is coming up and it's always flu season. And so I have no doubt in my mind they're going to come up with some phony baloney pandemic again this fall. And so, hey, how about these people that are that are making money on um, being healthy and vitamin supplements, let's let's close our bank accounts, right? Before the season starts. So, I mean, this is where I think things are going. The ideology, we, we've been hounding on that issue for months now, how ideology, ESG, um, social credit score, digital social profile is going to be the separator from you and your money because you go back to 2019 when, when the Fed app Fed Now app was envisioned and created in the minds of the Federal Reserve. Social control was one of the new definitions of money. And now we're seeing it. We're actually seeing it right underneath our nose as people who, for whatever reason, are getting frozen from their bank accounts. And for for we'll see what happens to Dr. Merkula. Um, I'm actually doing a show with him next week. Oh, wow. um, we're going to talk about this, right? But yeah. 
But Nigel Farage, he was banished from eight other banks where he was trying to open up accounts. They like blacklisted him in the banking community. Mm. So I don't know what he's going to do, right? Yeah. But he'll he'll find some small independent bank somewhere that'll take him, right? But but, uh, but you know, we saw this uh, very early on with the uh, the Can- Can- Canada uh, trucker convoy. Yeah, we sure with, did. Uh, Ottawa, and they started freezing people's bank accounts. Then that was uh, last year, early last year. So uh, it's it's uh, now it's starting to reach everybody. Yeah, it's it's happening, right? And um, but what else is happening is actually these are the the social dynamics of of a bad economy of them trying to command and control everybody's bank accounts. But you've also got the real fundamentals of the economy that are driving banks lower. So so last no, it was after Monday. I think it was on Tuesday because we did our show on Monday. I think on Tuesday, or maybe it was Monday, one of those days. The Federal Reserve came out with a list of 722 banks that actually they believe will fail wow. because their their losses over the last quarter are more than 50% of their all available capital. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Their losses are took up more than 50% of all the available capital they have on hand. There's 722 of them, mm-hmm. right? So, so this is the Federal Reserve's own list. So that was like the ultimate and stress test. And it's not even that hard of a test. It's like, uh, how much are your losses? Oh, crud. Takes up more than 50% of everything that you have. This isn't good, right? So so I think the mayhem that we saw with five banks going under, being Silicon Valley, um, you know, Signature Bank, uh, First Republic, you know, Credit Suisse, these, these big banks, that was only five of them, Michael. There's 722 that are on this list and 4,243 that Weiss ratings actually identified. No matter how you look at it, there's more than five banks that are going to fail probably over the next quarter. Um, because what happens in October? So October, you always have the October surprise, right? So stock markets collapse and just take the word surprise out because it happens every October, right? So so it's because the fiscal year comes at, to an end, the end of September. So then the whole world gets to see the horrible economic numbers for the United States, right? And it's like, man, we can't afford this. Look at all the spending. We don't have enough revenue coming in. There's not enough tax revenue. Oh, let's pull our money out of the accounts. Let's, let's just sit on the sideline for a bit. This is why I think every single October, same time frame, you have an October surprise because it's the end of the fiscal year for the U.S. government. So we've got that to look forward to. We've we've also got um, the, oh, what, there was something that I wanted to go over this morning um, as we talk. So the basal? Basal three. So yeah. basal three, it's a, it's a international financial accord, right? Basically an agreement that they're talking about. Well, Basel three end game sounds like a movie title, right? But, but this is what the name of it is. It, wow. So it's why are banks all worked up about this, right? So on July 24th, Reuters reported that the U S banking regulators um, have this sweeping proposal for stricter bank capital requirements known as Basel three end game. <laughs> so it's aimed at ensuring the stability of big banks. So, so during COVID, uh, 
I think it was March of 2020, maybe, they, the Federal Reserve changed the reserve requirement to zero for banks. Zero, meaning if you deposit $100 into your checking or savings account, they, they generally lend money out, right, to other people. This is fractional reserve banking. And let's, let's say the reserve requirement is 10, means they, they keep 10 bucks back and they'll lend out 90. And of that 90, they'll, they'll lend out 81 and they'll keep nine back, right? It's just 10% of every deposit. That's the nature of fractional reserve banking. Well, they put it to zero. So for every $100 you deposit, they can actually lend out 100. It's like, wait a second, that's stupid, right? No wonder banks are, are failing because there's no capitalization. If they can not keep anything back, why would they do that? They do that to stimulate the economy. The more money you can lend, the more money banks could make. Ooh, big problem though. People, the propensity for people to pay back their loans as they're lent out is slim to none because wages are coming down, inflation is going up, and interest rates are going up. So having 0% reserve requirement is a stinking big deal when people default on their loans, right? So what is Basel 3 Endgame? They want to change it to 20%, right? So from 10% before COVID to 0%, you know, from that point forward to now 20%. Banks don't have it on hand, right? This is going to actually, now, I think it's a smart thing to keep money held back to protect all of your depositors and shareholders, but they don't have it. They simply don't have it. No bank has that much capital on hand. So now they're going to have this propensity to not lend out as much because they have to keep all this back. So it's going to be harder for people to get loans when it's already hard because of capital constraint. You have to have an amazing credit score to even try to qualify to get a house now, right? So, so when they actually have to withhold more per the Federal Reserve's guidelines and banking regulators' guidelines, they're not going to lend it out. If they don't lend it out, consumers are going to be hurt. Commercial corporations are going to be hurt. Small businesses are going to be hurt because they're not going to get be able to get money for inventory and, and capital growth and actually short-term loans to buy inventory to pay employees, right? So, so the operational risk that comes from this is huge. It's absolutely huge because they're going to not lend out as much money, and that puts a damper on American productivity when, when small business owners, large business owners aren't going to be able to get loans because the loans that they used to be able to get, the banks now have to withhold that and keep it back to manage through and muddle through this new reserve requirement of 20% of all capital has to be held back, um, you know, for, for these large banks. Well, that's most banks already um, don't have enough capital to meet that requirement. They, they simply don't. So where are they going to get it from? They're going to have to raise funds somehow. Maybe a stock offering, maybe something. I don't know. But it's going to be difficult. So I'd be like to see, you know, over the next few months, how many banks start to go out of business because they simply can't abide by the new, new regulation. Well, maybe this is what they want, Michael. Maybe this is what the big banks want is for a lot of these small banks that are capital constrained to go out of business so they can be merged. They can be gobbled up um, and through a consolidation effort where the big banks are buying up middle banks, middle banks buying up small banks. To what end? To release central bank digital currency. It's hard 
for and and the Fed release of the Fed Now app because it's hard for them to manage these thousands of masses of people because there's bank owners that think like us that they're not going to want to play that game. But if those banks are gone, then there's only six or seven big, large banks left to actually navigate through this transition of what's coming to central bank digital currency. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting when you look at uh, we, we talked about this earlier uh, in the past. It, it was always if the interest rates rose, the stock market went down. Yeah. But everything's flipped around now. This this stock market uh, just keeps going up. It just defies all logic, all all reason. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, I mean, it, they say that uh, the economy is doing well, but uh, it's not. It's like uh, it's it's on fire. It's a it's everything's burning to the ground and, and everyone's like throwing money at the stock. Well, not everyone. But uh, a lot of people are throwing money into the stock market and uh, they're getting getting some good returns because there's a few stocks that if they manipulate them, the stock market goes up. So people are dumping into those. But you see gold. Uh, I'm looking at the gold one year, 12.93. Silver is up 27 percent. So uh, where do you where do you want to put your money? It's like it's it's very obvious that uh, silver is doing way better than anything that's happening in the stock market. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they're going to just keep manipulating it up and uh, it's going to go to some, another level. What do you, what do you think? Well, I think, it, I think it has to. So always fundamentals always drive everything in the long run mm-hmm. and in the medium run. Short term, things can defy logic, right? Things can stay irrational longer than we can stay rational sometimes, right? But, but medium and long term, um, the fundamentals always hold true. Well, what are the fundamentals? Number one, silver's running out, right? The the global demand is outstripping the global supply. That's diminishing inventories at the COMEX. It's running out. Well, when you have low supply and high demand, prices go up. Even in the most sluggish global economy we've seen in over 40 years, silver is still, the manufactured silver is still 60% of all global mining production. That's big. Right. So mm-hmm. then you've got the inflationary pressures that they can't slow down. If they were winning the war on inflation, like what they say they are, then the Federal Reserve, the, the European Central Bank and, and the Bank of Japan wouldn't have all had to raise rates this week. You raise rates to slow down inflation. They're not controlling it. Right. They're just saying that they are. So so you look at that. I mean, look at these look at these prices. Um, five year return. Well, Depends on when you look at it. They're looking at it from low to low, right? But but look at the one year, 27.36% over five years, 55.91. What does that tell us? It tells us that the trend is accelerating, right? right? Because banks are, are not lending money. They're having to print money like there's no tomorrow to fund all the debt that we have. That's inflation. That's why prices of things go up. You know, what's what's the the return on gold? Uh, 12.96% for a year, right? Even that's not bad, right? So, so, but, but silver is more than doubling the rate of growth of gold. More yeah, you than see the all time, uh, 9,384%. That's, that's way back, you know, back in when, uh, gold was 35, when they forced the gold price to 35, when they seized everything. But yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, the, percent gains 
So we know that silver, like we talk about, is going to get that initial pop. So we look at all time, you see these massive spikes yeah. uh, in silver. And then we roll over to gold, like you're talking about, and it, it goes even higher. So uh, the plan is we, we stick to the plan, the fundamentals, like you say, and it eventually is going to give us amazing returns. Any pullback, I, I tell everybody, and you do the same, any pullback at this point, get in, you know, buy more. Because this thing, when it when it does go up, is going to be spectacular. Yeah, absolutely, it, it will. And this is what us as investors in it have been waiting for, right? We've been waiting for the supply chain disruptions. We've been waiting for short squeeze type activity. We've been waiting for the implications of inflation to catch up with the markets, right? And it's all happening. It's not that we want this stuff to happen. We don't. Nobody does. But we identified that it is, and it was going to happen, and it did. And you know what? We're we're thriving during it because what, what did your what did the numbers say on your chart? Up twenty seven percent in the last year. That's amazing, right? That's more than amazing. double gold because everybody's like gold, gold, gold. It's like no silver, silver, yeah. silver. Yeah, silver's the way you want to go initially. Yeah, for sure. I mean, silver is going to track with gold as a financial metal. But it's also going to outpace gold because it has a manufacturing component to it. It's got an industrial capacity to it. And that's the part that's running out. Yeah. And just like we talked about uh, on Monday, you know, all the way back to Roman times, uh, it, it skyrocketed. You know, uh, if, it, if it did the same, uh, which I believe it will, uh, in the near future, we're, we're going to see $250 gold very, or silver very soon. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty spectacular what uh, the, you know, the long-term uh, outlook looks like. Well, it is. And there's this dismantling of U.S. dollar demand globally. I mean, even Putin this week um, is, has the, the St. Petersburg summit that's happening, right? So, yeah. so in June and July, these happened with African um, countries. Well, what are they doing? He's basically bribing them. And he said, uh, you, you know, you come into our coalition here and I'm going to get you free grain. It's like, OK, um, sounds like Clodius from, you know, 50 something B.C. He bribed the populace for votes by offering them free grain. Mm. Well, it works when people are starving and they're hungry. You know, when you say I'm going to give you something free and it's going to be food so you can feed your family, you'll vote for them. Right. If, if it's the case of feeding your family or not. Well, so what, what's Putin doing with these African nations? He's building a coalition. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of gold production there. You've got a lot of oil production, right? The, the natural resources in Africa are extreme. There's a lot of them. So he's enticing them with, with what? He's enticing them with, with free grain. He's enticing the rest of the world with gold saying, well, our currency is backed by gold, right? We've amassed 1,600 tons of gold. You know, we're a pretty good com- country. We've got things going on. But he has to entice them with free grain. He's bribing them, and he's going to get them on his side. But every one of those relationships that the BRICS nations build is a relationship that the United States won't be having, right? So they're building this new, like, access power block politically, and that's going to have military might, financial might, economic might, all of it. It comes with that. And that's what we're losing as a country. We're losing all these things while while the BRICS nations are gaining. And I do see a massive paradigm shift happening um, the rest of the summer and fall. Definitely. Definitely. So, you know, like we we always say, there's 
there is an option. That option is the precious metals. Uh, and you have the best deal out there. Uh, Pre-consultation, uh, uh, go to Kirk Elliott. That's uh, two L's and two T's, PhD.com, Kirk Elliott, PhD.com. The phone number is 720-605-3900 for a free consultation. That's awesome. Give us a call. We'll, we'll set up a strategy. How that's going to look, you'll talk to one of our schedulers. They'll ask you some questions. We'll get you put on the calendar to talk to one of our advisors. That's where we go deep. We unpack and unravel the things that, that are in your account that you're concerned about, that you're scared about, that you want to be free with. And we map out a strategy for success moving forward so you can simply be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. It's definitely want to be in the right place at the right time because, uh, I mean, we keep keep beating this drum. I, I'm like, I can't believe how long this has gone on, but it's uh, it's allowed me to accumulate more silver. So in the long term, it's going to be beneficial. So uh, if people have been communi- uh, accumulating silver over this this long t- period of time, who have been like promoting uh, getting silver, you're going to be much better off. Uh, I I'm I'm stunned at how long yep. this is taking. But uh, once once a crash happens, I think it's going to be even more uh, substantial. Yeah, more of a for free sure. fall. Yeah, I agree. The the cliff the cliff the cliff going hanger. higher. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So there's a longer fall, and you're going to yes, pick up uh, free fall speed because I know that when I jumped up planes, uh, initially you're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of nice, and then it's so that's where we're going. <laughs> yes, <laughs> free fall yeah. speed is coming. All right, yep. sir. Thank you very much. Uh, it's you always bet. an honor and a pleasure to have you on and speak your your vast knowledge. Thank you. You bet. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. Every week, our goal is to increase your knowledge and help melt away any financial anxiety and stress that causes inaction. In any economy and with any presidential administration, there are things we can do to thrive and not just survive. Thanks for going on this journey with us. We look forward to our next time together on the next installment of Reset with Kirk Elliott, PhD. If you have any questions, call us at 720-605-3900 or simply email us at info at kirkelliotphd.com.